they're still selling like jewelry that they're marketing to six and seven and eight year olds full of lead. People are putting a lot more pressure and pushing companies to be more responsible in making these decisions. Yes, Banya is the best. Look, Russians and Scandies, they do this all the time. They practice this like steam slash exposure to cold. Welcome to the Beyond Capital podcast. In our purpose-driven world, leadership is increasingly crucial. Now, more than ever, stakeholders are demanding the integration of social values and causes in everything from shoes to soap to investments. We are bringing you the stories of leaders that are marrying profit with purpose. I'm Eva Yazari, CEO of Beyond Capital. And I'm Ed Stevens, CEO of Appreciate. And this is the Beyond Capital podcast. Today's guest is Nasiba Adilova. Nasiba is the founder of The Tot, an e-commerce platform that offers advice and curated, non-toxic, eco-friendly, and stylish products for conscious parents. Nasiba previously worked in digital marketing and fashion and is the proud mother of three children. Welcome, Nasiba. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to have you in person here in Dallas. I know how exciting. Thank you for joining us. In the Beyond Capital podcast studio. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Quite the studio you guys have here. Thank you. So let's dive in. Um, I know you from our children going to school together. That's right. But I've also had the pleasure of meeting you on the soccer field and oh, learning yeah. about your company, which is one that definitely has a purpose. Um, tell us, though, before we get into what the TOT does, what inspired you to found the company? Well, um, it's actually interesting because um, the thought really, truly was born out of my own personal need for a product like that. Uh, when I became pregnant for the first time, um, this was 2014, there really wasn't anybody doing this um, offering um, curated, um, safe, non-toxic products for children um, online. And actually, um, as a first-time mom, when I wanted to shop online for my future baby, what I found was these websites that were like archaic. Like if you were to see uh, right now what they look like, it was like pulling your hair out. And I ended up having to go into these big conglomerate stores full of, you know, brightly colored plastic toys and um, so many choices in gear that um, I actually felt overwhelmed. And my husband and I left the store um, without uh, buying anything. Um, I ended up registering on Amazon because I knew specifically what I wanted, um, but that was a disaster. Everything arrived in different boxes. The notes were missing. It was not, you know, a nice elevated experience. And I started asking, like, why isn't uh, why is shopping for my future baby um, so difficult? Why isn't anybody, you know, offering um, a nice elevated experience for new parents that not only is curated, so you know, not overwhelming. Uh, but also um, is tested so, you know, that I can come and, you know, that, okay, anything I shop and buy on this website is safe, um, is, um, you know, somebody's done the research for me. Uh, because that's what I found what was most important for me was that um, knowing that the products were vetted. 
because as a consumer, and I think that a lot of us feel this way, as a consumer, you just assume that companies do the due diligence, have your best interest in mind, test everything, so you can just roll up into like one of these stores, like, I don't know, Restoration Hardware, and go, I'm going to buy this crib and that um, rug because they look so cute and they'll be perfect for my nursery. And then you dig deeper and you find out that um, actually that rug is full of um, formaldehyde and that crib is full of glue that contains, um, you know, harmful chemicals that children shouldn't be around. And they're sleeping on a mattress made out of fake foam, made out of plastic. And, you know, these babies are breathing all that chemical content in, and it's just not the best. So um, I was, it became sort of my mission to uh, then create these lists of products that were, like, safe. Um, so I would send them unsolicited to all of my friends, like, force them upon them and say, these are the products that you need. Um, oh, it started as a list. Yes, it started as a list. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then basically th that's how the idea for the top was born. And most importantly is that whole content portion to our website where we educate the consumer how to make the right choices. Um, so, you know, marrying all these um, three um, important missions is uh, how the top basically came about. Yeah, and I think the the point that you brought up about toxicity in toys and furniture and, and baby-related gear is pretty crazy. And something that really stands out to me, according to some studies, 67% of the toys that are out there could exceed hazardous waste limits set by the Stockholm Convention. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, you're buying toys that have lead in them. Like, they're still selling, like, jewelry that they're marketing to six and seven and eight-year-olds full of lead. Uh, one of the most popular, I did, like, a little thing on my Instagram where, um, I, you know, I went uh, on a rampage uh, talking about lead and children's toys. But one of the most popular toys, a little um, horse that you ride on, a very popular toy, um, um, you know, a lot of families have, and they have no idea, but all the metal parts on that toy, when we tested it, um, contained lead. And um, when we contacted the company, they just say, oh, but this is, you know, this is an allowable standard in the U.S. But what is an allowable standard? Like, what standard of lead is allowable for a child, you know, for a children's toy? Like, in my opinion, I wouldn't want my kid to play with any lead containing toy. Well, who's tracking all that? You just got to know that some of this stuff is coming from who knows what factory yeah. and then yes. who's making that purchase decision for the paint. Yeah. And then what is it? And it's just sort of, who's really keeping There's track just of so many that? loopholes. Like it's actually terrifying. Um, I'm reading a fantastic book that I highly recommend. It's called um, environmental toxins and children. And uh, one of the things that the book talks about is the fact that there are like over 5,000 untested chemicals that are being used in personal care products and consumer goods um, that have never been tested. And they've never been tested on humans, on animals, especially on children. And so like about 20% of the chemicals that they use today in these products are tested, 20%. So like 80% of chemicals are not. In, in Europe, there's yeah. a list of like 1,900 products that are not allowed to have like certain types of chemicals. Um, sorry, 1,900 chemicals are not allowed in products um, that are allowed in the U.S. And it's just mind-boggling to me. Like, why? It is. And you are one of the more conscious parents that I know. And you yeah, really like I, I like to call think it woke. deep. Yeah, yeah. And, and so where did that come from? I think it came from, well, it started when I became pregnant and I started sort of, you know, learning. 
And then I kind of went on a journey of, um, you know, figuring out what these chemicals meant. Um, and, you know, the deeper that I dug, the more I understood, the more woke I became. And once you're woke, you cannot be unwoke. So what, um, I joke about this with my husband all the time, but I can't unknow something once I know it. Yes. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I talk about a lot um, uh, with sort of my friends when I introduce all of this to them is that, you know, the, the, the two times in your life when you truly open to make a change, truly make a change in your life are if you are pregnant and if you become very sick. Um, other times, it's just not very convenient. So, you know, that's the time when you're really, truly questioning things. So I, um, when I was pregnant, that's when I kind of started on this journey. And I feel like a lot of people that find the thought um, also start on this journey of, you know, starting to find out, like, what is in these products? Are these products safe for my children? And then you kind of are on a path to, to ask questions about your own products, your, your personal care products, um, your household cleaning products, and it kind of becomes, you know, part of one whole um, um, path. I was going to wait to ask this question, but I can't. <laughs> I can't wait. So let's just say that I'm like a, a average parent family, and I've got a house full of stuff, and I haven't even tuned into this issue. I'm I wasn't woke, so I've got a house full of stuff. What? Sh where do you start? Like, do you just start getting rid of stuff? What are your kids are going to freak out if they're so? What are? Do you have like a recommended? I don't want to say like a Marie Kondo process, but like, is it's there a little bit like a M Marie Kondo process? Is it's it? totally like what brings you joy, but only like what brings you health and wellness? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's you a little bit of that sparking health. Yeah, yes. you wouldn't want to tell the kids. I mean, the kids. The, honestly, you? my kids have reacted. Well, so my path on this started with let me get rid of so many plastic toys out of my house. Just because you end up with plastic toys because of birthday parties, Christmases, yeah. friends, oh, I didn't even they think drag about that. things from school. Um, and so, you know, we, I literally, every six months, I make, I clear their, their, their playrooms out and I donate all those things. Um, and, you know, the, anything that's very toxic, I get rid of. Right, right. Uh, what we can recycle, recycle. And, you know, and, and anything that they're not playing with or they've had enough, um, I'll donate to other kids. Right. Um, and, you know, it, for a parent who is sort of just starting out on this, you know, journey of trying to become more conscious, I would say some of the things that um, where they need to start is um, a, basically understanding that less is more. Understanding that bright colors don't mean just because your child is reacting to a bright color, it's not because your child is learning more from a toy that's colored. Um, your child's actually using their brain less. Um, when we give them more challenging things to play with, like sticks and rocks and wooden toys, they have to think a lot harder. They have to use their creativity, their imagination. They have to figure out how those things, you know, how they can play with those things versus something easy that makes the sound, that sings, that spins, that's bright colored. They have to think less. All they have to do is just push a button. So, uh, of course, they're more attracted to that, but it's not actually better for them. I mean, I can't, I don't know if they're, if they are good or not, but I always enjoyed my Lincoln Logs. <laughs> those were a lot of fun. Those little wood. Absolutely. You make like a log exactly cabin out of those. Yeah. Those yeah. are cool. Yeah, I don't know if they're 
you know, they probably, they're probably somebody making some good ones out there. So you're the trusted source for toys, baby gear, cribs, and other kid-related products for parents. You've created a community and a content platform. Yeah, that's always been so important. That. Talk a little bit more about the community. So it's always been important to basically connect to the parents, to um, to basically conscious parents, parents who wanted to start on this path of um, you know conscious uh, parenting and wellness. Um, and at first, it was very much geared towards the children and the expectant mother. But what we're seeing a lot of, especially recently, is that it's almost like our parents are graduating um, and are starting to question a lot more things in their lives, in their lifestyle. So. Um, we are seeing our brand expanding more into a lifestyle brand in terms of you know catering more um, towards the food choices, the choices for their home, choices for their uh, personal care, um, because that's the questions we're getting. So um, for us, we've been just providing answers, and we've been you know providing answers for for parents on what we trust. So people want that tested product across all categories. So, so far we're catering for children and expectant parents on the website, but you'll see a lot more of an expansion and push towards other areas. Um, on my personal Instagram, I talk a lot about all the brands that I support, that I test and teach parents first and foremost to read labels. Never trust something that says organic or something that says we are clean, we're green, we're safe. Do your own research because no one's out there looking out for you. You have to look out for yourself. Turn the, the, this, this item over and look over the ingredient list. What does the TOTS uh, certification process look like? Do you so we test were, individual? Yeah, we, test, we, we, te we actually tested every single product. So we won't sell anything unless it's passed the TOT test. So a lot of the popular things you see on the market are not on our website because it hasn't passed the TOT test. So we don't want to be like the Debbie Downer and be like, we won't sell this particular brand because it's so bad. Um, I mean, when they're so bad, I do pay attention because I'm trying to encourage them to be better. I, and sometimes if I know them, I'll reach out. Like companies like probably find me so annoying because I contact them. Like a lot of snack companies for children, I'll contact them and I'll say, can you be better? Can you use organic eggs instead of eggs? Can you use organic almonds instead of almonds? Um, you know, you are targeting children. Do better. Do better than this. Yeah, that, that makes a, a lot of sense. And you touched on it a little bit with the plastic, but I know that... The environment is something you care about personally. Yes. How does that play into your strategy at the top? So we've always been focused on more sustainable and eco-friendly where we can. But you have to know that when we started, there weren't even car seats that didn't have brominated and chlorinated fire retardants soaked in them. Okay, this is such a harsh chemical that no child should be exposed to. Yet we were selling... These, these car seats because there was no other option. And so when you're looking at, okay, exposing my kid to chemicals or my child never being able to ride in a car or riding in a car seat that's not safe. So we looked at, um, in, in, in that instance, we looked at what's safest um, in terms of um, car crash safety. So we chose car seats based on that. Today, thank God, there are companies who are making car seats without these fire. For years, we've known that we can use wool as a natural fire retardant. Yet nobody wanted to do it. 
But because the consumer is changing so much and the mindset is shifting, people are putting a lot more pressure and pushing companies to be more responsible in making these decisions. Do you make any of your own products? We do. So we just started, um, we just launched our uh, personal, <laughs> our, our first um, um, label called Heartland. Oh, okay. I saw that on your website. Yes. I was wondering if that was your brand. Yes, it's our it's our brand. And uh, we've launched with um, organic Pima cotton and um, highest standard uh, GOTS certified cotton um, made in Peru. And we just actually are launching this week um, our bamboo um, that comes from India. Um, so um, super exciting because it's been doing so well. And we do also family matching PJs that are really adorable. But, you know, we're going to expand into other categories. One of the things that I've always thought um, kind of overlooked, at least around clothing, is durability. Yeah. Um, I know that kids grow and then you give the clothes away. But, like, I think the carbon footprint of clothing is really high in yes. general. Right? Yes, it truly is. And so, so, like, I'm a big fan of American Giant just because they make super durable clothes. And so actually, that's what I'm wearing right now. And um, Yeah, and so I was wondering if, if you've um, if you take into account durability in in the things that you design and buy, hundred percent into the things that we sell and things that we create on our own, we take durability. That's why we produce in factories in Peru versus you know in China, like a lot of our competitors, um, and because we want the highest standard, we want these clothes to last as long as they can. But the problem is that children grow out so quickly. So in my case, I just buy one size up and then it moves down. Because I've got three. So the other two sizes move one down. So that's kind of we work. And then I have tons of cousins. So then they kind of graduate to cousins and yeah. to friends. So um, I have a, a whole system for sort of giving things, you know, back. Yeah. And, you know, that it, you, you bring up a really good point. Like fashion is just not conscious, right? And unfortunately, it's not. Um, I've actually made some personal decisions because I was just such a consumer uh, because I worked in the fashion industry and I love passion, fashion and I'm so passionate about it. Um, I used to just buy and buy and buy um, every season. So I start, st- stopped doing it. I'm very conscious about what I buy. I try to buy less. And um, anything that I don't wear, I sell uh, at resale sites. I donate and I give to my family. My cousins benefit from this greatly. Um, and I also shop mostly on resale sites, which I love because, first of all, it's cheaper. And second of all, I feel like I'm, you know, it, it's better. Because it, that means that I buy less because I'm not buying seasonally. I'm just buying when I find something that I really love. Um, and um, I just feel like that's a bigger change that I've made. And I've graduated my house to plastic-free. So we don't buy anything plastic unless it's absolutely necessary. For example, I'm buying some homeopathy that comes in a plastic bottle. Or I'm buying raspberries because I can't buy raspberries in Dallas in not a single plastic, single-use plastic. Right, right. Where have you seen this awareness of wellness and also the environment come to bear and have the most profound effects on the business strategy? Is it branding and marketing? Is it your employees that you feel kind of really love working for you because of the mission? So, you know, what's interesting is that um, we're seeing like our employees um, coming to us and saying, oh my gosh, like I've really made changes. Like people are doing different things from when they first had their baby to like when they have a second baby having worked at the tot. Um, And, you know, just that knowledge is really power. I always say that 
when I talk about different things on my Instagram, like, and I use that as a platform, it's not to scare people. It's to empower you, right? It's to give you the information, to understand, to learn, to then be able to make better decisions for your family. And, you know, this way may not work for everyone, but at least you know, at least you're aware. And knowledge is truly power, in my opinion. So I feel like in employees, um, and then also I, the feedback that I get is incredible. Like people writing me testimonials, people writing testimonials to the thought about, you know, thank you so much for doing what you do. You are truly our lifeline. Yeah, I mean, I 100% was on that journey with you just in a different place. Like registered on Amazon, really had zero choice at that time. Um, so I think that there is a tremendous value that the company is providing Thank you so much. Tell us about your team. What does it look like? So I am so lucky to have a two co-founders um, who are incredible and so different. The three of us do different roles. We never step on each other's toes. Each one is responsible for different areas. And I think that makes the dynamic so great. What are those areas? So um, we have our CEO and um, uh, managing director, um, Kathy, who comes from Australia. She used to work for News Corp. Um, she runs day-to-day. -day, she runs the team. Um, she is super smart when it comes to, you know, daily operations. She's a truly operations person. Um, and so she, that's what she's focused on. Um, and then we have another co-founder called Amy, who is like a true merchant and is just so smart. She's the person behind launching our private label. She's the person behind launching our stores and pop-ups. Um, and she built our merchant team. She's come from like, you know, she was at Baby Gap and then launched American Eagle Kids. So she's like a veteran in that space. Incredible. And you have a very, you have, you have many women on your team. Yes, it's basically women. There's like like 1.5% men. <laughs> so what is your style? Um, the talk. Your leadership style. Oh, mine? What would, your, what would Amy and the others say about you as a leader? Oh my gosh, that would be so funny to get them over here to talk, to hear what they would actually say. But I think that my leadership style I, I'm, is much more relaxed um, in comparison to Kathy's and Amy's. Amy's probably more like me and Kathy's a lot more sort of uh, on it. Probably if it was just me, I, I always say this, the thought wouldn't have existed. Like it just, I don't think the idea would have even taken off because the idea came to me when I was pregnant and then we launched after I had my first baby. And I mean, as a mom, it's so hard. It's like you are, you know, it takes away so much of your time um, that having a startup at that time is just, it, it's, it's too much. So having had partners like that is what allowed us to actually to be, um, to be around as long as we have been. I've always been that kind of entrepreneur as well. I prefer to have a team, like partners and so on. Some of my friends are like, I got to own it all. Yeah. I, I got to control it all. And that really works for them. But for me, it just does not work. Yeah, and, not me either. And I, I trace that back and I think, you know, I never played individual sports mm -hmm. growing up. I only played on team sports. I wasn't even interested in any, like, swimming or tennis or anything like that. I was really only interested in team sports. Isn't that weird? Fascinating. I always <laughs> love being part of a team. That's food for thought for me as the only child. Although you're an only <laughs> I'm, child. I'm the only child, but I love people. I'm such a people's person. You have a... But you also have a big family. Yes, that's why I have a big family. I always wanted like that chaos in my house. I'm the middle of five. Wow, incredible. Yeah, I'd so love what to about, have. We'd love to. Have I'd five. love to have five children. <laughs> my husband would kill me. <laughs> so what about the dads? What role do they play 
in the so, Todd and being so a actually we have a lot of dads that shop with us um, and they read our content. We write for dads as well. Um, I mean, of course, our focus is on the mom because there's just it's a challenging. It's one of the things I mention all the time is the fact that there's just such little attention that's you know being given to um, the realness of woman experiences, um, the true woman experiences. Um, um, with pregnancy, with delivery, with postpartum, all these unsexy things that people don't want to talk about. You know, the dads that come on our site, they love the content, they love learning, they love sort of, you know, understanding this this information and processing it. And um, what we do is, um, you know, it, it was in, quite interesting, actually. Um, we have this concierge gifting program, and, like, the number one consumer for that is, like, the dad. So they come to us and they're like, oh, we've got a birthday party or, you know, I don't want to think about it. Here's my budget. Can you please figure out a gift for me? So like that's, we see a lot of dads coming through the concierge program. And then we see a lot of them um, reading the content and actually like being engaged in our Instagram as well. I admit that I use that. Uh, it's, 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 I way. use that too. <laughs> I use it. I, I never have time. So I'm, I'm always using the concierge program because it's, it's free. It's convenient. They'll send you choices. Yeah. So we'd like to ask some personal questions as well. Can you tell us what your mornings look like and also what the day in the life of Nasiba is? Sure. Yeah, how do you get prepped for your busy day? How do you get channeled? So, I mean, are you guys ready for this? It's We're kind ready. of intense. So uh, I <laughs> So I, I wake know. up. I'm I, I, I sitting down. <laughs> I wake up between 5:30 and 6:30. It depends um, on how late I went to sleep, how much waking up I did in the night because we co-sleep and I breastfeed my um, almost 1-year-old. So, um, I wake up, I go downstairs, I make breakfast and a lunch plate which I post very actively on my Instagram every day. Um, I, then I feed my children. I send off one of them to school and then the other two and I go outside and we do, we greet the sun. We call it hello, Mr. Sun time. So we sit on the grass and we ground because um, it's extremely important for your circadian rhythm uh, for you to take those first rays of sunlight unabstracted with no glasses, with no contacts, just looking at the sky because your retinas will register the sunlight and tell your body that it's Woohoo, morning time. You got to get into the tiger mode. You gotta no matter like, what the weather is. No matter what the weather is. And okay. actually, if it's raining, it's better because that's negative ions. So much better for your body. Um, and so you, I do that for, you know, I try to do it between 20 and 30 minutes. Some days, like today I didn't get to do that at all because I had a busy morning. But I do that at least five times a week. Then I go inside. I take my two minutes cold shower where it, it's kind of like a... Um, cold plunge. Um, I followed this guy called Wim Hof. He's like this crazy Scandinavian guy who is amazing. Um, and he talks about mind and body connection, how you can control with your mind how your body will respond. I do his breaths and then I do a two minute, really, really cold shower. I feel so invigorated, so energized, so ready for the day and pumped. And, you know, actually research shows, like athletes have been using this for years, like ice baths to like, you know, heal uh, post marathon. Oh yeah, we games. used to we would do that after the rugby games. Yeah, there you go. Um, but re research shows that exposing your body to a little short periods of time to very extreme cold, 
uh, will actually boost your immune system because your body is in stress. Your body is thinking, oh my goodness, you're like, you know, you're going to go into hypothermia. So it starts to like work really hard, but actually you're not going to hypothermia. Actually you're healthy and fine. So instead your immune system is boosting and, you know, making you stronger. This reminds me of the banya when I lived in Russia. Yes, banya is the best. Look, Russians and Scandies, they do this all the time. They practice this like steam slash exposure to cold. With I, a little alcohol mixed in. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Of, well, they consider vodka <laughs> to be like little. medicinal. <laughs> yes. Um, so That's why I'm so healthy. <laughs> there you go. Actually, there's, um, there's amazing research. There's a woman called Rhonda Parks. You guys should um, uh, listen to her podcast. It's an amazing podcast. She's um, a doctor, and she talks a lot about how... the about the research that links a sauna use. If you use sauna between four and seven times a week, but four being the absolute minimum for, it depends what kind of sauna you use, but for 20 to 30 minutes, if you're using um, uh, like Swedish and for like 45 minutes to an hour, if you're using infrared, mm-hmm. um, you literally will decrease your cardiovascular disease or any cardiovascular um, issues by 64%. And, your mortality, any type of rate of mortality, other than like accidents, obviously, um, go down <laughs> by 40%, which is like insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can't do that because I um, am breastfeeding, so I don't want to be detoxing into my breast milk, so I can't do that yet. Uh, I mean, I do that like a little bit. Uh, the things uh, you have to think about. Yes. Yeah. Um, so back to my routine, and then I get ready, and then I go to the office. Um, I'm at the office for, you know, until about two, and then I leave to go pick up my son. Um, I pick up my son, I drive him home, and then I do some more emails or phone calls or, you know, um, record my podcast. Um, And evening time is uh, usually either a play date or um, I do like these things where I call them dates, where once a week I'll go with the kids either on their own or together and we'll go and do an activity. Um, Then we all eat dinner together on good days before the sun goes down because that's when you should eat dinner before the sun goes down. And um, I always walk outside and do like sun gazing to watch the sun go down so that your retinas register that it's dark outside and the sun has gone down. So you transfer into more of a turtle mode and start to slow down. I put on my blue blockers. They're like these yellow-red glasses. And then, you know, um, kids play. Um, I usually play with them or I hang out with my husband. We put them to sleep and either the two of us will catch up, watch a TV show, read, uh, listen to a podcast, or uh, we'll go out somewhere, um, or we go to sleep if we're tired. We go to sleep with the kids. Are you a Netflix junkie? I love Netflix. What are you watching right now? Um, there are several things I'm watching right now. So I, one, actually, I have to mention, um, one that I was watching like three days ago, um, on Netflix is called, I think it's on Netflix, it's called Toxic Beauty. Mm. Oh, really? Did you guys see that? Is it's that a about, series or yet. just a show? No, that's just a show. And it's about uh, the consumer goods um, industry and how many toxic chemicals end up in beauty products and, and you know, your personal care products. Oh. It's pretty deep. Yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah. Fortunately, I I don't believe in makeup, so I, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't wear any. So you... You care so deeply about spreading the message of all of the things that you've spoken about, including your daily routine. What does that bring to you as a person? 
I just so much gratification. Like I, I feel like now this is truly my purpose um, is to provide that information to parents um, to empower them. I really feel like I'm trying to like leave my mark on this world by helping parents make better and safer choices because awareness is so important. There's just not enough of awareness, not enough of information. And people can relate to me, right? Like people can relate to me being, oh, a mom that, that loves fashion, you know, that has um, kids just the way that I do. Like I'm not living in a log cabin in the middle of the forest and, you know, um, I'm not a hippie, so you know. Although, like sometimes, I would really love to be a hippie, um, <laughs> but you know, I, I'm I'm just kind of uh, people like me often don't have this type of message, um, and so I think it's it makes it interesting that that you can live this type of a lifestyle and still have, you know, still be aware, still make the right choices, and um, and still protect your children um, and yourself from you know what's out there. Before we go, tell us what's next for Nasiba, what's next for the TOT. You mentioned the lifestyle brand. You mentioned the podcast. We'd love to hear more. So we're recording a podcast um, that will actually touch upon some of the topics we talked about today um, and also um, provide useful information for wellness um, across you know, your, yourself, your family, your children, um, tips, easy tips. Um, also, um, um, also writing a book. Um, there's actually two in a pipeline. One um, that will be um, across sort of mama hacks. So it'll be more like a little encyclopedia that you can go to for all things uh, baby related. And another one that will touch upon um, more upon that sort of having a baby and then once you've just had a baby and then the postpartum and recovery because I feel like there's a lot of books out there on pregnancy. There's a lot of books out there on postpartum. There are none that talk about those first that first month. It's so important. That first month makes or breaks it for you when it comes to breastfeeding, when it comes to anxiety and stress, uh, when it comes to the bond that you form with your baby. So I think those are such important topics um, and I, I want to make it more like rather than like a book that you have to dedicate time to sit and read because it's so hard and you don't have enough time. I want to make it more um, kind of like question and answer. So it's easy to go you know chapter by chapter and just get the information that you need really quickly. And for the thought is, like I said, expanding into a lifestyle brand, focusing more on wellness um, across the whole family. Um, and you know, and launching more products across our private label. Um, super exciting. Okay, so this was another question that I had. Um, so it's a bit of a softball. Okay. Of all the items on the tot.com right now, what is the one item everyone needs to have? Ooh, that's a hard one. I have an answer to that, but I'll let you go first. Right. <laughs> well, what do you think? What yeah, do you, you think? tell me what you think, you, Eva. you can start off the conversation. The one that's that's been life changing for me with my my new baby who's turning one is the Duna car seat. Oh, uh, the car seat. Although I don't know if it has a flame retardants. A lot of parents, but love it's a car Duna. seat that, that transitions directly to a stroller. And so you basically yeah, you don't have to have to you carry don't have it. to have two things. You don't have to carry it. It goes right on wheels, and you're kind of you're off where you need to go. Would you snap it off and snap it on? You, Two no, the wheels? no, actually, it has the wheels folded underneath, so it's it's all com- compacted, and you just oh really? Yep, 
It's incredible. But it snaps into the car because it's, it's mounted. Correct. The, it's you mounted. don't do the seatbelts every time. No. You can if you're traveling, but that's when game That's changing. a major hassle. So for me, the one that I love is the Stoka high chair. The reason why is because with my first baby, I had those really tall high chairs. I ended up standing and feeding my baby. It was annoying. I was tired. And it, there was never really that connection between like our baby eating with us. So bringing the baby, because the Stoka high chair is on the same level as your dining room table. So your baby literally sits at the same level as you. You can sit down, put your baby next to you. Your baby can participate in meal times. You can feed the baby not having to stand. And the coolest thing is that it's made out of sustainable birch wood. Um, I think it's pretty. Um, and it transfers into like a chair for when they're older. So it graduates from like, you know, a baby size to a toddler size to like a big kid size and can just be a piece of furniture that can live in your house forever. But if it's a low chair, why is it called a high chair? Ah, <laughs> that's true. I, I mean, it, it's called Stoka chair. So. Oh, it's just called a chair. But we call it a high chair. You call it a high yeah. chair. I guess it's like all the chairs have been high. Right. I, I'm Until the Stoka came around. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you, Naseeba, to talk well, about Thank you, guys. Conscious. I hope I didn't bore, bore you with all my... Um, um, intense information. Not at all. I think I think Super we learned fun. a lot, and um, the topic of empowered parenting is, I think, always important and of interest to the folks that are listening. So, thank you again for your time. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, thank you for coming. It's been a real pleasure and fun. Thanks. It's been fun for me. Once again, it's clear that a business leader with good intentions can create an impressive social, environmental, and ethical impact. There is always a way to put meaning behind the mission of a company, and we can all make a difference. You've taken the first step by listening to the Beyond Capital podcast. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to rate, review, and if you haven't yet, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. For more information, go to beyondcapitalpodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter at EA Stevens. And follow me on Instagram at Conscious Investor. Until next time. Bye, everyone. Thank you.